Hey, what's up, everybody? Live show. Michael Langston here to talk recruiting. I'm not Michael Langston. That's Michael Langston over there. Recruiting analyst for Warchant.com, the ultimate semi sports source. Thanks for joining us. If you're a member of Warchant.com, we sincerely appreciate you and your patronage. Uh, just know that uh, most of the stuff that Michael's probably about to discuss has probably already been talked about over the PRB. So rest well. Let the people know the PRB. If they're not here, it's okay. It's going to be all right. Uh, but thanks for hanging out, everybody. We appreciate it. Michael, what should people do? Uh, before we get the show started and then throughout the show, once you start dropping the nuggets. Uh, always hit the like button. You know, it's always a positive. We love that. It it promotes these features and uh, promotes our big, uh, you know, things. This was kind of a last minute thing. So um, certainly uh, we always love it when you, you like hit the like button and promote it and help helps us promote it even more. So uh, yeah, keep hitting the like button. Awesome. Uh, I like the fact that Flores say apparently is never going to get done recruiting uh, the portal ever, ever. Uh, so what happened with our my guy from Harvard, 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 the, my guy Ritzy, man, Rizzy. Uh, that's is that still a uh, spring enrollment or has anything changed in that front now that he's committed to uh, Florida State this past 24 hours? I think it's still the the uh, May window. Uh, I don't think anything's changed with that. Um I think it's just a guy that, you know, saw everything he's need to see. And I'd heard it was going to be a week or two when he decides. So I think more so just a decision to get out of the way that, you know, he felt like, um, you know, FSU is the place. And and when it comes to numbers, uh, certainly FSU is where you want to get in uh, as far as you're going to get in early because uh, or just to get the commitment early and done. So I think uh, that was more the process than it was like um, enrollment or stuff like that. That's true, right? Yeah, there's this is a place people want to come now. I mean, like, you know, it's been like the last year and a half, but like it's it's getting a little bit different now, huh, Michael? Yeah, it's different. Uh, you know, it's a very uh, you know, it's a a transfer portal type of place uh as far as development. You've seen that, you know, throughout the last 3 years. So, I think uh guys see that, guys love it. Um, you know, certainly they know when they get there, uh, development is not going to be a question, whether it's defensive end, linebacker, or offensive line, or whoever you are, quarterback, you know, Jordan Travis, transfer. <laughs> so uh, there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of positivities when it comes to what they do with development. And I think a lot of these uh, transfers want to be a part of. Well done here by um, my guy here. Where you go? I think, I think Leron posted it. Um Wants to get that Harvard diploma. Oh, yeah. Forgot about that. Probably want to wrap that one up, too, before you start playing ball down here. Uh, right. So that's cool, man. Uh, is he? Does he project interior, or is he possible tackle? I've heard more so interior, but I've also heard he's a jack-of-all-trades where he he could do like Darius Washington and play in a lot of different spots. That's what I've kind of heard. Um, certainly, when you look at his height and weight, it, it kind of – you would think like tackle at, at the first, but uh, I've heard uh, more so interior. So um, I think, yeah, that's that's kind of where I expect uh, when he gets here, um, that that's where he'll start. Tony Greco says another chat. I thought Michael Langston got a little break till after spring ball. Yeah, I was uh, posted it on him like an hour ago. I'm like, hey, Michael, I was supposed to schedule a, a live chat. If you're around, you want to still do one? He's like, yeah, sure. Let's do it. So here we are, everybody. Uh, Michael loves you all, everybody. He does. Yeah. Yeah, we just wanted to, you know, make sure we we cover all the angles, uh, you know, certainly them getting commitment and then stuff coming up. I'll certainly have another junior day this weekend and next weekend. So 
you know, there's a lot of stuff uh, still going on. Mine's not complete until the following weekend. Then next after next weekend, yeah, Mike's gonna <laughs> drift off a little bit. Uh, but certainly so. I, I will still be around, uh, you know, for things that go on because there are going to be March visits. But um, you know, as far as the month of February, I'll probably take it easy a little bit uh, once we get to that that final signing day, and then. Um, in March, I'll probably be back a little bit, but my guy Matt's got it covered uh, if, if we have guys out there. So um, I'm not expecting a large number of crazy uh, visits, you know, amounts in, in, in March, but I think there will be some significant guys that come over for practice and stuff like that, but uh, we'll have it covered. So whether I'm here or not, you know, it doesn't impact, uh, you know, what the coverage will be. Right on. I don't know if you're cheating, Michael, and looking at the comments, but do you know what the, the overarching, most popular question right now in the chat is? I have no idea. Uh, Michigan. 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 So, All right. um, again, everybody had a waiver that was in the playoffs. The, the portal closed on the second in terms of you entering your name into it. Second or the fourth, one or the other. Uh, but as long as you got your name in by that time, you could commit whenever you wanted. Right. But if he was in the playoff, you got like a 30-day extension. Well, right. then, you know, in the midst of their extension, Alabama's coach decided to retire. So then they got some extra days available, those players who want to enter it. And now Michigan just lost their coach yesterday. So it's free agency, if you will. You can go ahead and, and pick and choose as you like. Is there anybody, are there any natural, seemingly logical, I don't know so much of a fit, Michael, or just pre-existing relationships that the staff has with anybody that's of the elite variety over at Michigan? Yeah, I mean, I would like, I mean, I think it's, you know, I told this on Tom last night when we did our breakdown, the video of the, the Harvard kid, uh, Jacob Rizzi, and, and I said, look, I mean, if they do go after some Michigan kids, I, I think it's going to be on the defensive side of the ball because I, I think they would like a linebacker. They would like a defensive tackle. They certainly have those in, in droves. Are there guys I know of? I, I really haven't studied uh, their roster like that yet, um, but I do know that's probably if they do go direction and it's kind of pointless to, I don't know, break it down to which guys until we see these guys enter the portal um, until they enter. It doesn't really matter much, uh, you know, but I would say focus on those two positions, uh, you know, defense tackle linebacker. They also signed somebody. Um, I want to say um, maybe you can look them up as long as a four-star defensive end. He signed with uh, uh, Michigan Lenard. Ikadobi uh, uh, around there. I'm sorry if I got his last name wrong, but um, I'm sure um, Aslan can can find him. But he's a guy that I know FSU liked. Uh, he was actually going to come on an official visit. At one point, I think FSU held an advantage. Eventually, Michigan made a push late and pushed for him and, and guide him. Um, he's a four-star defensive end that FSU went to evaluate early in that process in, in 2024. And then, um, you know, it started to blow up. But then Obviously, Michigan jumped in, and Michigan certainly uh, won a natty and, and everything, so they have a lot to offer when it comes to edge guys. They do a great job, but Michigan likely loses their D.C. with, with Harbaugh. He probably likely goes over there, and uh, I think the mentor is the, the D.C. coach. Yeah. I think he could go with them. So this is a guy I think you know, just kind of keep an eye on just to see if he decides he wants out of it, and then uh, I think FSU could be a – a pretty solid factor there outside of that. I think really we just have to wait and see what enters the portal um, for Michigan. They have 30 days, but 
Um, um, certainly there's some talented guys. I The only guy that popped out to me, Aslan, that I don't even know if he has any eligibility left is Michael Barrett because he's originally from Lowndes High School in Valdosta. That's a guy I know uh, did was intrigued by FSU. I don't know if his eligibility is up. But that's the only one that just popped in my head. But I think really the linebacker and defensive tackle position is kind of the places I would look if I were, uh, you know, FSU as far as guys entering the portal. So see if you see a linebacker or a defensive tackle maybe enter, then I'll I'll really dive into those names. But outside of that, it's kind of hard to say until these guys enter because it means nothing until they enter the portal. Mm. Yeah, Michael Barrett uh, was a second-year graduate student, so this was yep. his sixth year this past season. So, yeah, that probably puts yep, a, a exactly. ball on him. Yeah, um, so we just have to wait and see who hits the portal. But those are the two positions. I think if you see somebody enter from those two positions, I think uh, you'll certainly I'll address it. And every guy that goes in there from Michigan that enters the portal, I'll, I'll certainly address guys on the board. But um, it's kind of hard to address somebody of, of what guys they would go after until, until they actually enter. Should I pull up their roster and we'll just go? Sure, we can. I don't care. We can go through it. I mean, I can sit there and you know, we can see uh, if these guys enter. But I mean, it's uh, you know, it's it's your call. You know, but it's kind of hard to break stuff down without a guy in the portal. Yeah, you know, the thing too with them that's a little bit tricky if you're any kind of fan that's trying to poach after their roster is that they are so like senior laden. I mean, they have, I mean, yeah. so many of their important pieces were, you know, are, are guys that are leaving. So in right. terms of like going to the NFL, uh, but they're, you know, I don't know if you're at the point where I think a lot of people probably agree that the second stringers at Alabama and, and Georgia are maybe just as good as what you, you started. You would start with this coming season at Florida. So after you lose verse and Fisk and everybody that they'd be worth bringing in. But maybe when you get to the point of Michigan, their second, third stringers, maybe not as much of a discernible difference. So right. uh, as Michael said, though, we'll have his ear to the ground on everybody. I so will, I will guys. Trust me, I'll have you covered, guys. I mean, there, there's really not a lot we can do until they enter the portal. So uh, I'm not going to sit there and reach out to a kid that is still at Michigan uh, or is on their roster. So uh, we could gladly go through the roster and I can list guys that potentially, if they did enter, that that will be a guy they go after. But that's – uh. That's Aslan's uh, decision on that. This is all right. Well, hey, man, I'll just Peter Simmons, defensive lineman, junior from Bonita Springs, Florida, went to Bishop Verrat High School. Okay. That's a position, huh? How much does he play? Uh, I'm going to make me do a lot of work here. Now. <laughs> okay. Uh, they don't have anything listed for 2023 on his bio. He did not play at all in 21 or 22. So, right. Right. We'll, uh, We'll see how that goes. This computer not running as great as it used to at one point. I think it used to be an absolute workhorse, but uh, it's seen its better days now. Uh, let's pivot to another question before I pull up the Michigan roster. We go okay. and look at every single Florida native and whether or not they would fit or not. Um, does Virginia offer anything to Florida State anymore? How come does Florida State recruit anybody from Virginia anymore? Charlie asks Michael. Oh, yeah, they do. They're very active, Charlie, in the DMB the area. They recruit Virginia. They recruit, uh, they've offered several kids from Virginia. Um, certainly recruit, uh, the DC area. They got, that's where Mr. DD Holmes is from. Um, so four-star defensive end. So yeah, they definitely do recruit Virginia just because they haven't landed, I guess, anyone per se lately. Uh, I wouldn't take that as like, uh, they don't do it. Uh, Odell still does recruit Virginia, um, as well, uh, along with, uh, JP. So, 
I think they're over there pretty actively. And then whoever is the position coach, I think they're over there as well. It depends on the kid. But, uh, yeah, it's certainly a, definitely an area that, that they're active with uh, in Virginia. Just because the results aren't there yet, uh, I wouldn't read into that they don't recruit it anymore. Between each question, I'm just going to bust out somebody here. Okay. Uh, no, well, he says he's a senior. Jalen Harrell, 6'4", 242 edge. Mm-hmm. Berkeley Prep in Tampa. Yes, yes, I know that one pretty well, and I've I've actually, I think that's one that I could see some interest there because of uh, he I I do remember him when I've watched Michigan at times, um, has been on the field. Um, now how much I don't know. I don't I don't cover Michigan that you know frequent, but um, you know that's certainly a name that I think if they did lose their DC and then he did enter the portal, then that's one that I think uh, they would look into. There you go. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to pull up his PFF stuff. You know, part of me, you know, this is fun in games, but also like, what if this kid actually hears like, hey, there's these guys that cover Florida State that are talking <laughs> about you and whether you would transfer. That's a little bit odd. Um, yeah, and, and that's why we're putting it in when we say it, if they enter the portal. Right. We're not saying Jalen is indicated one way or the other. So yeah, don't worry. Going to the league. Look, by the looks of his numbers, he might be going to the league. I mean, this yeah. is his fourth year playing. Yeah. In grade 77. He could be. Yeah. And that's the other dynamic that goes into this stuff. So that's why I tell people to wait until they enter the portal. Then we can kind of dissect it and really break it down. And then you kind of go into that. Uh, you know, it's always fun to talk about it, um, but we, we will, we will uh, put a free preview on this that, we're not saying any of these guys are going to, going into the portal or or that they would leave, but if they did, uh, the FSU might look into them. Okay. All right. Next question up here: uh, Dutchy dog, Duche dog. What's expected in the second high school signing period next month, Michael? Can you believe that? Earlier, you said that in February you might be able to yeah. get away for a little bit. Fe- Telling you, man, that's weird. That sounds weird. Yeah, it's weird. Uh, not a lot uh, <laughs> as far as uh, activity. I think uh, D- four-star defensive end Amari Williams, who will sign then, I do uh, feel like it's going to be FSU. Outside of that, uh, is it Douchey Dog or Dushy Dog? Douchey Dog, excuse me. That's pretty much what I'm expecting at this point. I was told that they were going to, in the second period, uh, they would sign two. <laughs> Obviously, Trevor decided to go ahead and enroll. So he's done. Um, so he's in there, but, um, with the second one being Amari, I think, uh, you know, things look really good. I like, I like where everything sits. I expect FSU, but outside of that, I don't think there's going to be a lot, uh, from the high school point of, of you, which is crazy to say that you pretty much signed everyone in the early signing period. But I think that's, that's the way the world of recruiting is trending towards. I think eventually it's just going to get worse and worse where, it's just everyone wants to get it done early and, and do that early signing period in December. And then that's a wrap. But, um, you know, Mario is one of those that, you know, decided to do it in the uh, later period, but that's outside of him. I don't think there's anybody else that I've heard of. All right. Next name up. Micah Pollard, six two two twenty one linebacker from Bartram trail high school in Jacksonville played in what looks to be six games this past season. Okay. Uh, he's just a sophomore. Okay. He'd be a junior this upcoming season. He's only played two seasons. 
So yeah, that could that could potentially be one. Um, certainly has a lot of you know games that he's played. Six is still a lot, you know. So so that's that's a possibility, and certainly one I'll look into. And I'm gonna flashback this later, guys. And I'm gonna write all these things down so I can when they if they do enter the portal, I'll, I'll be ready. But uh, yeah, these certainly productivity. And, uh, and certainly availability is, is going to be a big deal if they do enter. I'm, I'm going to keep saying that over and over when we do these names that if they enter. So keep that in mind. Our Wilmer wants to go way outside the box. There we go. About, I don't know, nine time zones away. <laughs> Any recruiting down under for the next punter? They got they got our guy, Mac Shimento uh, from yep. Daytona Beach. He's yep. got, I like him. The punting equivalent of Sebastian Janikowski. I like him. I like him. Uh, good talent. Um, but <laughs> I mean, potentially, but it's not something that's a priority overall uh, as far as a punter yet that I've heard. Um, certainly, those are usually later in the year that we hear uh, when they go after a, another punter. Now, it's recruiting another one down under. I don't know. I'm not a, I'm not privy to the, uh, you know, what's going on in Australian rules football or Australian football over there of who they Come got. On, Michael. What are you who, doing, their, man? who their next uh, star Australian kicker is, their punter. Um, but I, I do think it's a position they'll look at because they do, they will need one that's a scholarship punter um, going forward. But, um uh, right now, I don't think it's like a pressing need, uh, Wilmer. Shout out to our guy, Al Woody, offering up another name. Says we, yeah. we empty empty the clip on, on Michigan, folk. Jaden Hood, linebacker, 6'1", 225, St. Thomas Aquinas, Fort Lauderdale. He played in seven games this past okay. season. He would be a senior. Okay. Uh, he's played three years of college football linebackers. That, yeah, that's an interesting one. Uh, you know, because FSU actually recruited him. Um, oh. I don't know if this staff did. I mean, knew FSU did. Um, so um, as a school, but and I do he know that he visited and he was interested. So that's a good one by Al to pull out of the pull out of the woods Let's there. Go, Let's go, Al. <laughs> Al Woody is that maybe like Raymond Woody's burner? <laughs> They're out there trying to help out the Knolls again. Thanks, there you go. Appreciate yeah, I mean, uh, but we'll see if he enters the portal. Well, uh, that's one that that certainly I'll take a look at. Um, I'm just trying to think. Imagine if there's a Michigan podcast. Look at you know, if like oh, yeah. left for Alabama. Like, was anybody from you know the Midwest on Florida State's roster? And they just start talking about like this Braden Fisk guy. Oh wait, never mind. He's out of eligibility. I and I think it's more of a compliment to them of, of the talent that they've they put together over there at Michigan. I mean, they have done an incredible job of really stockpiling talent and just uh, you know having some very good coaches. Hey, it's his cousin. How about that? That's <laughs> yeah, whole world, man. Well, tell Ray I said hello. Yeah, I like Ray. Uh, Ray's a good dude. Um, but um, but yeah, I, I just think it's it it's it's a compliment to what they've done. Um, and, and people know this is like, we're not the only podcast or chat or people that would talk about if, if, if this Michigan entered, uh, would they, I'm sure there's guys from different areas of the Midwest that, Hey, if this guy entered, uh, man, we could go get that guy, you know, or, or their team or, you know, so I'm sure we're not, we're not exclusively the only one. So, uh, but it's fun. I like it. Got some uh, good researchers, by the way. Yeah, shout out. Hey, man, all hands on deck, everybody. It's a last-minute show, so we didn't get to produce <laughs> it as much, so all your help is uh, appreciated. Howie Bess, what's up with uh, Dexter Carter's son, Devin Carter? 
Yeah, he decided to, I think, open things up. He had, he had not really taken a lot of visits. He took several visits to FSU. I think he went to Ole Miss and, and a few other places. But I think the interest started picking up nationally everywhere. And I think he's a kid that just wants to explore everything. He's twenty twenty six. There's really not a rush to have to get your commitment in, as we've seen. Just because you're committed doesn't mean, uh, uh, you know, that it's solid. Uh, enter uh, KJ Bolden. Uh, yeah, so uh, I think it's really just uh, exploring all your options. We know kid loves FSU. We know his dad definitely loves FSU. Um, everything points to you know FSU still being a really strong player. I think it's more just uh, the national interest really blew up for him, and I think he wants to explore all the different things. Compare him to FSU. Don't think he's going to stop visiting FSU. I'm sure he's going to be on campus quite often, uh, but I think it's more of just uh, expanded uh, interest level of, hey, you know, make sure all these places are for me. Then I can make a, a decision from there. Dude, look at look at. So I pulled this up, Michael. Um, this this is crazy. Is this is this true? February fifth to March third, dead period. Boom. Let's go. <laughs> I've never yeah. been so happy to see something in my life. I hope that's true. I think it looks pretty legit. It looks down pretty by legit. me. I'm down with you, NCA. You finally did something right. No, I'm kidding. But uh, no, it is good to get a. I, I think everyone needs a break at some point where, you know, the kids need a break. You're visiting. I remember I was talking to, I was DMing with a kid that visited FSU last weekend, Hollis Davidson, tied in. Um, you know, he, <laughs> he's been everywhere and he's kind of like, uh, he was thinking about potentially going back to FSU. He told me, he's like, man, I need a rest, a break, because I've been going to so many schools. So I think everyone needs a break to a certain degree of just, eventually you kind of just, you need time to recoil and, and kind of soak in all the, the places that you visit and kind of see what places kind of stand out to you. And uh, I think it gives time for everyone to just, and these coaches too, you're talking about, you know, spring practice beginning, they need to get all the things set or what they're going to do. So I think it's a good time for just about everybody, including myself. I'm not going to say I don't hate that. <laughs> I'm not going to lie and say I don't. I mean, that's definitely I do not mind that uh, to get a little break. Um, certainly, um, we've been up there. By the way, this weekend, FSU hosting a junior day. Our man, first time there, Aslan, Ben Spicer, is going to be helping me out on the weekend, Hi. doing some – getting up with some of these guys and uh, doing some of the coverage. So, uh, looking forward to, uh, you know, seeing what Ben can – pop out. Uh, I, I think Ben's going to do a phenomenal job and I'm excited about it. So uh, yeah, just ready to get these two next two weekends done and get that late signing period done. And then, um, you know, kind of recoil and get recharged and get ready for uh, another crazy uh, 2025. So apparently a quiet period, they can still come visit you. You just can't do anything off. Right. All right. Come to I mean, come on. Golly, man. Jeez. Um, <laughs> Claire, woo! Oh, yeah. I mean, we're Corey and I were joking about that. You know, Florida State's probably going to play Florida with an interim coaching staff this coming season. Here, um, I'll put the number at like four and a half. How many guys are, are under over under four and a half players on Florida's roster that Florida State was like the number two team in their in their recruitment? Where it's like, you know, it was kind of a coin toss, but they ended up picking the Gators instead of the Knolls. That would take a while. 
<laughs> yeah, that's a lot. I'm sure there's a lot on there. Um, I'm certainly we could we could break it down, but uh, yeah, that's that's even that's well beyond the stratosphere of of you know. For now, they have, as far as we know, Billy Napier's the head coach, and they're going into the season. So, I think that's well beyond the stratosphere of of, of a coach already right. leaving at Michigan. So, right. we'll stick with the Michigan stuff. <laughs> Rick Flair, no fun. We're not having any fun here. All right, so you don't want any fun. We're going to get down the brass tacks. Sharp arrow. Why can't we get interior defensive linemen? That's it, Michael. That's a question. That's a good question. Um, I, I think there's several things that play into that. Um, I think one, people aren't going to like this, man, but it's just like a lot of kids resonate with younger guys. You know, younger as in not that Odell's old, he's not, but he's viewed that way because he's been at FSU so long. And then a lot of kids just resonate with those type of coaches. I mean, it just does. I mean, it's telling you facts. That's just kids like them. You look at the kids that, that are committing to, you know, the top kids that are committing to these schools. I mean, some of these schools are not as prestigious and exciting as FSU is. And certainly they don't produce what Odell does when he's there. So that plays into it. But also just, uh, you know, what you already have there is hard for a kid to see like, hey, am I going to get, you know, what's the playing time situation going to be there if I go there? You know, so those things play. It has nothing to do with Odell's skill, has nothing to do with Odell's ability to develop. It's just one of those things that those are a few things I think that really kind of just to a degree hurt them. Now, they still are getting some talented players you know not every i mean they're not getting a five star yet that i've seen in a while but they are still getting you know talented player i think kj sampson is an incredibly talented player that they got last year i think that kid is going to be really good but it limits kind of what you could do because you know one of the reasons they got kj is because of what odell is and and connected with kj and just the development really stood out to him so i think you're going to get some, but you're not going to get the level that I think people are used to over the years that Odell has really just killed it with, like the Eddie Goldmans, the Martin Wilsons, those type of guys. It's just tougher to get, uh, you know, as far as those two points I just mentioned. Yeah. All right, well, let's keep it on the defense. Uh, hit the thumbs up again, everybody. As a reminder, uh, ping the video out there. Let's get more people in here asking more questions about Michigan because all the people that have just showed up are asking about Michigan again. Yep. Go back like 17 minutes ago in the show, everybody. Kind of talk about it, but not really. Antoine Stone, who is the top safety on FSU's board for 2025? I, Antoine, like Stubbs a lot. Yeah, I like him a lot. I like also like TJ Pickett a lot. He's a five-star that I think FSU is very highly involved. DJ could play either corner or safety. I think DJ is probably the most complete um, safety that they're after. Um, and then also, uh, I guess you can put him safety or corner, whatever DB. Uh, I, I, I also like Antoine. I also like Hilton Stubbs a lot. Drake, as we call him. Um, he's really good. Um, just performs everywhere. You can put him at corner safety, uh, very instinctful safety that makes a lot of plays on, on just passing windows and just a guy that I feel like FSU has done a great job with, you know, so far, I think he's going to be back here. Uh, probably either um, February 3rd or in the March window early for a practice, probably March 9th weekend. So I think uh, definitely it's a guy we'll visit. He's the teammate of the two guys that they're obviously heavily involved with in Jamie French and also commit 
Terrell Jones. Uh, so that definitely helps the cause. And I think they've just done a great job. His brother was also a walk-on at FSU, so that doesn't hurt. Um, you know, as far as I'm sure he tells them all the time about what FSU is. And and as the as the season went on uh, last year, I think really FSU just really started making a big impression with, with Drake uh, throughout the year. So I think that's a team that's very high on his list and certainly one that I know FSU covets heavily. What is the latest on DJ Pickett, Mark Cannon wonders? Yeah, I think it's more, uh, you know, you hear different things. I mean, Ohio State, Florida, I hear them a lot. Um, but I think FSU is is mentioned in that that three three mark now after getting him on campus finally, uh, I think, a year ago. Um, I think you'll see him in that March window also visit. Uh, so I think those three teams are the teams I hear a lot. I wouldn't count out Georgia as well. I think it's a national prospect you're going to hear a lot of teams about. But I don't think there's any – incentive for him to early to get it done or finish it off. I think that's just a guy that I think is very high on. Um, I think FSU is very high on him, but I think he's also a guy that I want to see a visit in the spring as long. I want to see a visit in the summer. I want to see multiple visits for him to consider FSU a legit, you know, strong favorite uh, as far as that recruitment goes. Cause that's, so that's what I'm looking for. All right. Hey, headliners and elite headliners. It's Ira here, and it's time to talk Shopify. As you remember, a couple of years ago, we wanted to create and sell headlines merch for the best podcast listeners in the world. That's you. But we had no idea where to get started. Now we're selling Yay Sausage shirts, and it's so easy. All because we use Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Whether you're a startup working out of your man cave or IPO ready, Shopify is the only tool you need to grow your business without all the struggle. Shopify puts you in control of every sales channel. You could be selling Don Julio socks from Shopify's in-person point of sale system or offering headliner shirts from Shopify's all-in-one e-commerce platform. Whatever you need, you're covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. And you can sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. What I love most about Shopify is how, no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up today for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash warchant, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash warchant, all lowercase, and they'll help you grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Go to shopify.com slash warchant. Let's keep it with Mark Cannon. Any news on Noah Grubbs? I believe that's a quarterback, if I'm not mistaken, Aslan. Yeah, try to confirm I want to say 20. Lake Mary, Lake Mary QB. 2025 or 2026? Uh, 26. Okay. <laughs> that's my I yeah, he's a guy that visited FSU around, uh, you know, last year camp there as well. Uh, a guy they do like in the 2026 class. They don't have a commitment from a 2026 quarterback. Um, certainly the teams I've heard is mainly uh, Notre Dame, FSU. I've heard those the most. I've heard some with Florida, a little with Alabama as well. But uh, now they've had a coaching change. It's kind of hard to even put Alabama in there yet of how much they would push. But Oh, certainly one they like. Uh, he's certainly a guy that has been highly, highly praised FSU as far as what he likes there, what he sees there. 
I think early on, you know, I heard a lot more last year about Michigan. Um, certainly a strong arm quarterback hits those seam routes really well. Can certainly do a lot of nice things. Mechanically, there's still things to clean up as there usually is for a guy that's a sophomore. But uh, certainly one they covet. Uh, but it's a long ways away, Mark. Uh, but that's definitely somebody that they've been able to get on campus multiple times and that they like. Uh, I think he, I think they view him highly, and I think uh, the feelings mutual. All right, there you go. Look at that, man. Michael got you guys covered. Twenty six, reaching, reaching back, reaching back on that. <laughs> there you go. Uh, speaking of 26, let's keep it there. Ramil Hayes wonders about Caden Hall, 26 receiver, safety, athlete, Milton. That's a new one to me. Uh, I've heard the name, but I don't know a lot of study on him. Um, ha- I know he hasn't visited FSU to my knowledge, um, but I will I, I will look into that one. Um, certainly, Panhandle has always been good. Uh, I think now they have... Patrick Sertain that goes over there and covers that area um, seems to be in the RPM favorites, Florida. Uh, so Florida certainly uh, it sounds like they've gotten him on campus a few times and same with Auburn. It seems like they've been pretty high, but that's not a guy I've seen or heard about FSU uh, getting a visit from him. So I will, I will definitely check on that name, but uh, right now I don't have a lot as far as uh, breaking down kind of who stands out or what. How about a uh, 30,000-foot question, Nick Snyder? <laughs> Explore space, Michael. Feel free to. If I may, Nick says, how did Mike Norvell pull this rebuild off? How do kids commit to down programs and coaches get this going? Yeah, that's the thing, uh, Nick. You know, kids don't view it the way fans view it, you know, as far as something being down. They look for little glimpses that show them a program is building in the right way. It doesn't have to e- equal wins either. It just has to do with play. You These kids get to see a full practice that even we don't see, you know, as, as a group. So you see the way the work and kids know football. So, and then you start seeing that translate on the field. Uh, you know, we started to see that, um, you know, in 2022 when um, FSU beat LSU. You saw the translation as far as the play on the field. Obviously, uh, that's a time where Keyshawn Boutte decided to bet on himself. Uh, so, uh, but hey, that's a different story. But I think overall, kids just want to see your product uh, flourishing. Uh, you know, and they saw a big jump from FSU for that year. And 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 then I think he's done a really good job. I've I've, I've highlighted this several times since he's been there, and it started with Jermaine Johnson that really plug in the holes of what they have, you know, on the roster with transfer portal and not just the hit rate is so high uh, and, and the guys that they're getting, that doesn't mean they're perfect. They missed on a few uh, that we, they thought were going to be good. They're just okay. You know, they end up believing. Um, but I think for the most part, their hit rate has been very strong. And then when they do hit on them, it's really hard. I mean, these guys like Jermaine Johnson, Keon Coleman, Kier Thomas, all these guys, that really just kind of set the standard of FSU. And once they set the standard of the portal, it was a portal destination. And then I think what Mike does development wise, I think that isn't talked about enough with people that his positions, you know, they've done a great job of, of when this guy leaves, you, you can honestly say this guy's better, you know, when, when they leave the program. So I think their development, their winning culture inside that locker room is another big thing. And then just the product on the field is, is been different. And that's, 
you throw all this stuff together with uh, the portal and just the program, I think that's really what shifted FSU to this level and how Mike's built it. I think I know the answer to this question. I think it's been bandied about before here. But Kenny Hayden wonders, on, in your opinion, Michael, do you think if K.J. Bolin were to ever go into the portal, let's say after next year, uh, would Norvell take him after he pulled the Travis Hunter? Negative Ghost Rider. Hmm. <laughs> the pattern is full. Uh, no, uh, to quote a Top Gun uh, quote from a movie, but no, I don't think uh, there will be a pursuit. I don't see that. Um, I've seen that in several instances when that's happened. When that bridge is burned, the bridge is burned. It's not there. Uh, that bridge was burned with trust. He didn't even inform the coaching staff. So I would be surprised. I'm not saying it. I never say never in recruiting because you never know. People can call somebody, you know, the feelings get, you know, smoothed over. But I would say very unlikely that even if he hit the portal, I don't see that working out or, or FSU pursuing. Lee Fields, any specific position group worry you? about whether Florida State can get it done in the portal this spring? Uh, just linebacker. I want to see more linebacker. I like the Sean Murphy addition. I've talked about Nakai Hill-Green. I think that's one that I think will likely, the, another one they'll add. And then Cam Riley I've also talked about from Auburn. I think if you get those guys, not really that concerned with any other position. I think defensive tackle would be the next place, but I'd like to see them add one. But overall, man, I've been so uh, impressed by the gradual, every position they've added one, whether you like them, whether, whether you feel like you're, that position is sold or not, they have addressed every single one of the positions. I did not expect that. I was expecting there still to be holes going to this May window, a lot of them. And uh, they addressed, uh, you know, I think 15 guys uh, committed now, I think 14 enrolled. Um, so I think overall they have nailed it, uh, very well, but uh, there's still work to do, but I think overall, I feel pretty good going in the spring based on the positions they've added. Howie best. Do you think, uh, Jacob Rizzi will be an impact player? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Howie from his, I mean, his first team, all Ivy league, which is great. That's cool to say. Uh, but FSU is a different level. So we'll just see how, how he adjusts to that. Obviously, he's a very smart kid with the Harvard. That goes without saying. But uh, his grades are pretty good. Um, I think it was around a 70 PFF. Oh, oh, those grades. You're talking about, oh, all right, all right. No, no, the grades in, in performance. Yeah, I got you. All right, let me pull those up. Yeah, I think it's around, I want to say 70. Um, so it could be. Yeah, look at that. Started yeah. all 10 games. Great out at 74.6 overall. Yeah, that's that's a good grade. You know, so that's good. Now you have to corner that and say, you know, the competition's gonna be different when you get to FSU, you know, the teams you go against, but uh that's pretty solid in any 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 metric you do. Um so I definitely think he will help them a lot. How impactful, I don't know. How that's impossible for me to say until he gets out there and works and we get a feel for kind of what he looks like against some real dudes because let's face it he's going to go against some dudes you know in practice so i think he'll be an impact guy i just don't know how what level of it but um certainly uh his grades give you a lot of a good amount of confidence going in that he will help them left tackle he started all 10 games of left tackle this past season so um 
you know, that's always a good thing. Yep. It's not Pivoting. a negative. It's better than the, it's better than the obvious uh, opposite. So maybe I should have kept it up there with the impact. You know, I think that Robert Scott and Jeremiah project to probably being your starting tackles, mm-hmm. maybe Darius. And then on the interior, you, you did lose Casey Roddick. You did lose Demetri Emanuel, uh, but you got Terrence Ferguson. Yep. Yeah. I don't know. May, again, listen, I've, I've never subscribed to the whole move buyers into the interior because as you're looking at like Ritzy's, Rizzi's numbers, yep. uh, you know, he played all tackle in his career. So that's what Jeremiah Byers did. Yep. Uh, I probably say, I don't know, like maybe you put Darius and the, and the Rizzy kid at guard. They're your guards, Maurice. Mm-hmm. And then you have Byers and Robert Scott. And then at that point, he's probably an impact guy. Um, at the yeah. Of the rotation. But you got Terrence Ferguson here too, who didn't come to sit around and do nothing. Keandre Jones is still around as well. So he, he probably has a leg up on uh, at least the newcomers. When it comes yeah. To and I, I would also say that if there's a really top rated left tackle that they like, I could definitely see them taking a tackle. Okay. Um, Cause um you want competition, and I could see that. A pure tackle. I'm talking about a guy you know for sure, like the, he just plays tackle. Yeah. Um, I think that would certainly help them. I think um, I think you want competition, so I could see that. So uh, I wouldn't rule that out. But, um, yeah, there's going to be attrition. You know, Brian, there's going to be attrition. You know, it's just part of the process and both good and bad. feel like wide receiver and offensive line can probably pretty much guarantee they're going to – you know, you say returners, not necessarily starters. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's, I, I would be, I'd be very surprised they didn't lose somebody. But right. I don't think they're going to lose any of those guys that I just rattled off that you're expecting and depending on to being your starter. So at that point, you really can't be uh, too downtrodden about it. Speaking of numbers, uh, does Florida have more than 85 on scholarship right now? Charlie Wonder. No one knows this answer, right? <laughs> I don't <laughs> think anybody knows. Yeah, I wouldn't right. say, I say, probably a little over that you know but but again doesn't matter what it is right now it matters what it is when you get your full team so I, I i say what i said every time don't worry about the numbers this guy gets paid over 10 10 million a year i just signed a big contract i'm pretty sure he knows what the numbers should be and who's leaving who isn't leaving and it always works out so uh i think the numbers will be just fine the two things that we will always discuss until the end of time, but probably never need to discuss it because it won't ever be a problem. Although, listen, I get it. You know, you have to get down to 85, so you start losing guys, and that's where attrition becomes right. a little bit more right. accelerated. But again, those guys are not people you're depending on, most likely. But the amount of time we spend on talking about, are they at 85? Will they make it to 85? How will they make it to 85? And then now tiebreaker scenarios when it comes to winning the ACC. Yeah, like about, and I listen. I fell into it too, but I got to talk about Florida State every single day, five days a week during football season. So, when you think about, well, they might be there might be a tiebreaker scenario, and if it's a three team tie, how does this all work out? But like, it's it's just you know, it's probably never going to happen. Just like eighty five is never going to be a problem to hit. As I digress, I apologize. Just underscore June too. He's got a he had a Julian Armella question and a how come Florida State. Uh, can't hold on to five-star recruits question. So we'll go with that one. Is Florida State missing something in regards to not being able to hold on to five-star recruits, Michael? I don't think they are. I think, um, you know, they've gotten five stars. Um, you know, they've certainly, uh, you know, signed five stars. I think there's been situations that didn't work out to their favor that 
two of the kids that were DBs that were five stars uh, were dishonest with them. Uh, I don't think they did anything wrong. I think they were doing everything right. Um, they they clicked on everything. They got them um, committed at, at at some point, and uh, you know, you know, stuff's gonna happen. You know, as far as recruiting, it's gonna happen when you're dealing with programs that you know if they desperately want somebody, they're gonna use whatever they can use to uh, you know make that happen. But it's a battle. It's I don't think it's I don't think they're doing anything, missing anything. I think, I think certainly uh, in certain places they could recruit better uh, in certain positions. Uh, I think we've covered those positions, linebacker, DT. I think those are two places that I think they could get improvement. I think, I don't think um, JP gets a fair shake as some of the stuff he does. I mean, the recruits he gets, I mean, JP does a really good job bringing in top talent, not just from the portal and high school, but I think JP does a really good job. I think he kind of gets some unfair bashing of, of people when they focus on the defensive line. But I think defensive tackle and linebacker, that's that's very fair. Uh, that's Those are areas that they could do a lot better in the blue chip area. And um, there certainly is are places that they can improve. But I think overall, as far as five-star recruits now, I think, they, I think they're doing everything you want to do. You're, you're showing them the product. You're showing your pitch is really good. Your message is consistent. Your performance is consistent. What you're telling them about the program is consistent. And I think um, I think when you get there on campus and you experience all the different things, I think everything they say is is followed through with, uh, both by players and just the results. Um, so I don't think there's anything they could do differently that, that they're doing or they're doing something like it's a false step or something wrong. I think uh, they're doing everything right, but it's just you just got to keep plugging away of doing what you do. And, and sometimes – you're going to lose one, you know, like a KJ Bowen. You're going to lose one of those guys, but you're also, you're going to gain certain top guys like uh, Azari Thomas and, and those type of guys. So you're going to gain some, you're going to lose some, but um, I don't think it's a, a misstep they're doing. Well said, Mike. We've gone about 10 minutes without talking about Michigan. <laughs> okay. Let's talk about Michigan. Mark Cannon with, with Jim Harbaugh leaving Michigan is quarterback Carter Smith, Florida Gatorade Player of the Year, possibly back in play. Uh, they visit them. Uh, I think uh, Tony Tokarts visited them uh, last week, uh, which is normal. Uh, they're going to see kids that they've shown interest in. Uh, obviously, Tramel is their guy, so don't confuse that with him going over there. It's just, I mean, they they're they're certainly uh, they they put their work in. Uh, Carter does like them, but Carter's really strong uh, feelings about uh, Michigan, and I don't think, to me, um, just based on what I've hear about the scuttlebutt of people. I talked to from the mission side that there's going to be too much of a drop off for them on the offensive side of the ball. I think Sharon Moore is going to get the job. I think certainly he'll probably hire somebody. that's a very good offensive coordinator. And I think Moore is very, very well respected. I think Smith likes him a lot. Um, I, I don't think it's like some shift or change. I think he feels good about the program. Um, now, if he takes a visit, then we'll kind of address it further. But uh, to my knowledge, he doesn't have any plans of, you know, going to different, too many different places, but uh, I'll keep an eye on that. But I still think he's comfortable uh, with Michigan. Certainly there's a little uncertainty uh, until more is announced, if he is the guy. Uh, and even then um, what they'll look like, but uh, I'm sure FSU, you know, in other schools will still keep chipping away, but I haven't heard anything significant, Mark, that really shifts my feeling that he won't stick with Michigan. Wes, the villages. 
Yo, Michael, got in late. What do you say <laughs> about a linebacker, an offensive lineman, and maybe a wide receiver after spring? Keep up the great work. Um, well, we, we've talked about it. I, I think a left tackle is kind of a place that if they go after an offensive lineman, that's the only place I see it. I'm a little surprised they took three interior, uh, but maybe they want that competition there. I told Tom last night, you know, as long that leads me to believe like maybe somebody is in there where if the spring doesn't go the way they think, you know, they could hit the portal. Uh, I could just, that's kind of my feelings when I see that, see that many guys. Um, linebacker, definitely. I, I do think they'll, they'll, they'll add a linebacker in the, uh, in the May window. Uh, and the wide receiver, if they do, it's going to be a productive numbers guy that puts up good numbers, experience, probably big body if 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 they can get that. Um, but that's the only way I see them adding a, a receiver. Hmm. Hypnotic Anonymous. He pop he, he pop Anonymous. <laughs> How are we these, looking with Myron Charles? These names are crazy, huh? These people's oh. names. Uh, um. Yeah, I, they he obviously unofficially visited last weekend. I do feel FSU, Florida are the teams I hear the most about. I think FSU's done a really good job. It's close, 50-50 for me with, with those two schools. Um, he had a lot of uh, – when I, I think when we texted with him, I think there was some very positive things to say about FSU. I've heard a lot of positives coming out of the visit. Uh, last weekend when he visited FSU, I think he likes what uh, FSU a lot uh, as far as the development in the feeling he has when he's there. Um, certainly Miami is also in the picture. I think he's visiting there this weekend. Um, but um, overall, I think uh, they're very much in the picture. Um, certainly have a, a solid chance. And uh, really, it's, no, it's not a recruitment that I feel like is in a rush to, to decide. So I think it'll be probably around those three, two team, three teams. But I hear more about FSU and Florida a, a battle than I do anything right now with Myron. What's up, Charlie says about twenty-five linebacker Jaden Perlow. Yeah, um, Jaden Perlot is the one that um, we felt like he was going to likely flip to FSU. Now that KJ Bolden is at Georgia, I think uh, certainly the pendulum swings towards Georgia that that's likely that he sticks with them. So I have not heard anything about a visit. Um, he talked about visiting Miami. I think this weekend. Um, he has not visited FSU. I've not heard any buzz. He's not even on my hot board yet because I have not heard anything revolving F, uh, around FSU. So if I do start to hear more about that, I know he likes Mike Norvell a lot, but I have not heard kind of any movement uh, with him. So I'm going to assume based on the intel I have that FSU is probably not a major factor in that recruitment uh, at this time, um, but Georgia is likely the favorite to keep him. I know Auburn is another school that will push hard to try to change his mind, but I've not heard anything new with him. All right. Well, how about other pipe dream Georgia products? Nick Castagna is here and wonders aloud about Justice Terry. Yeah. Yeah. I talked to Justice the other day. Now that's one that's committed to Georgia. I actually think FSU has a legitimate shot to change his mind. He's going to visit on March 9th um, to kind of segue that, that dead period uh, we broke down and went, looked at. He's coming right after that. He wants to see a practice, uh, wants to see FSU. Um, he has visited FSU quite often, actually. Uh, he's a big fan of Odo Hagens. He's a big fan of development. So it kind of feeds into kind of what 
what Odell is really good at uh, and relationships as well. So that's certainly a guy that I think they're going to be a factor for um, not to give away all my guys on my hot board, but he's certainly one that will be on there. Um, he's a guy that they, they like a lot and he likes them a lot. He, he wants to see them and he wants to see them regularly. And uh, I think that's a team that, or that's a prospect that they'll be very much involved with from beginning to end. Six five two sixty five, man. That's it's a well built young man. Yep. Probably why Kirby Smart's all over him. Exactly. But I uh, digress. Uh, one more hypnotic says Trent Wilson. Yes, he will be here uh, this weekend. Uh, he's one of the visitors. Uh, it's not a big group uh, so far. Probably around nine so far. I think it's probably going to get up to around fifteen, which is kind of what I expected. But Trent will be one of those guys that will visit this weekend. He's going to see FSU, um, four-star defensive lineman, um, a guy that's that's high on Penn State. From what I hear, that visit went really well. Um, but I think FSU is a team that I hear a lot. Also, likely after the FSU visit, I think he probably goes over and swings, maybe swings to see Miami as well. Um, but I think um, FSU is a, a a school that he's he's pretty high on, named the top six, and FSU was in there. That's a program that he he's really big on uh, being a part of a winning you know, program, uh, that's something that he, he's looking for and the development of his position. So certainly a guy that I think FSU is, is highly involved with visit big visit weekend this weekend. So that's going to tell a lot about their pecking order. And then once they do that, I'll, I can tell you kind of exactly where they sit. But uh, right now I'd say definitely firmly in the mix. Uh, certainly a, a guy that I hear a lot of communication between the two sides. And that's one that, uh, FSU is it covets heavily, and I think uh, certainly one of their biggest targets uh, for that 2025 cycle. Tomcat here is wondering about. I got I got the answer pulled up, Michael. So don't even, don't even sweat it. Don't even sweat it. <laughs> trying to deal. throw a curveball at us about uh, Jacob Rizzi and how much center he has played. So Jacob Rizzi's played 1,354 snaps in his career at Harvard, 673 at right tackle. Mm-hmm. His entire 2022 season, he started playing up at right tackle. This past season, he played 615 snaps, all exclusively at left tackle. His freshman year, he played five snaps at center, and he played 61 at left guard. Boom. That's talking Jacob Rizzi with the warchant.com live recruiting show. A couple more we'll take on the way out here. Michael, Nick Castagna's got... George Envy or George Misery on the mind. Okay. When are we going to rip out UGA's tight ends coach's heart with Elise Williams? Elias Williams, sorry. Yeah. Elias Williams from uh, Camden County. Really good tight end. Really good, I think, more so a receiving guy than kind of what we experienced last year in, in Landon, who I think is a combination of both of those, elite in both of those areas. I think Elise is phenomenal as, as a receiver. Um, he's visited FSU like three times last year. I think he will visit FSU either next weekend or, or early March. Uh, I've heard that consistently that I think he will definitely be on campus. I think another kid that I think will probably uh, trip over there to Miami for that big battle uh, seven on seven just to to be there in presence. But uh, I think overall a guy that uh, F- FSU tight end coach Chris Thompson has developed a really strong relationship with similar to the one that that he developed with 
with Landon and a guy that they just uh, absolutely love. That they're they're trying to rip their hearts out, but I think for now he's comfortable. But I don't think it's like locked down and and solid that he's for sure going to Georgia. I think he's still pretty open. I think it, it's a soft verbal as far as Robert, but I think he's comfortable just what they do. You know, at the tight end position, and why wouldn't you with what uh, certainly what Georgia does at tight end? But I think overall, he's definitely open to listening, and and certainly the team that's the biggest threat to me is is FSU. Mm. Um, Mark Dorfman with a procedural question. I don't know if you got the answer to this one, Michael, but Mark wonders: Can twenty twenty four high school recruits enter the May portal? I don't see why they couldn't, but I don't. I don't know. That's just my thoughts. I don't see why they couldn't. I mean, we've seen guys that enter the portal um, that are from the, like. I mean, Juice Cryer, right? I mean, I mean, he lost his coach. Yeah. Um, but, you know, he was part of that. I think, I think, it, I think you can, but I don't know the dynamics of it. Um, certainly, we've seen the ones where, you know, a coach leaves like Nick Saban retires. And then uh, they've had some kids that are in the high school market that reopen. Then they have one kid that came back yesterday that that reopened it. Uh, but um, I definitely I don't know the specific answer, but I I, I tend to lean, lean towards the, uh, agreeing with Aslan that I do think they can be in that May portal. All right, here's another procedure, not procedural, but philosophical question. Tom Cat wonders when you're talking to these new recruits, Michael, have any of them expressed thoughts? on Florida State leaving the ACC? More so their families, because the families usually think farther along. But I, I, I have heard these families a lot consistently that FSU is leaving. And I think majority of them feel like FSU will leave, you know, and, and they're excited about what potential, where they could go. But, yeah, it's more so the families, though, than the actual recruits. <laughs> you know, it's kind of like when kids go on visits, yeah, academics is cool, and you'll have some kids that eventually they want to talk about academics, but a lot of these kids want to know about football stuff, you know, how they connect with the staff and the feelings, and then the parents are more academic-centric uh, as far as uh, what do they do, what do they like uh, away from football, uh, that kind of stuff. And But I, I do think, you know, the recruits and the families are, are, are centered in together because it's a family decision when a lot of these guys decide. I don't care what they say. Uh, I don't care. I don't care what they say, but uh, – I think overall, um, yeah, it's definitely something that that has been talked about. All right. I know it's a recruiting show. Uh, the last one on the way out here, Michael, asked earlier in the show from Noel Cab. What are your thoughts on the schedule? Home games, Clemson, Florida, set up to be big recruiting weekends. Yeah, I mean, home schedule is really good for them. Uh, Clemson UF weekend is going to be uh, insane. Uh, both of them will be crazy. Uh, DJ plays against his old team. <laughs> that's always going to be that's going to be really fun. Obviously, Florida is always Florida. That's probably going to be the most well-attended big recruiting weekend. Um, I think the big recruiting weekend set up really nice. I think you have some really good ones. Uh, you're looking through the schedule. Memphis is kind of an interesting game as well. Uh, so I think that's an interesting one. I think the North Carolina game will also be a well-attended uh, recruiting event uh, weekend. Um, you know, that last that last four stretch, though, man, Clemson, Duke, Miami, North Carolina, Hat Notre Dame, that's that's a challenge, you know. Uh, but uh, they've experienced through this stuff before. But to me, as from an outside uh, looking at the team perspective, that's kind of how I look at it. But uh, some interesting matchups. I think the first, you know, four four games, 
I think it sets up pretty well for FSU. And then after that, you know, once you uh, even SMU, I think even though that's a challenging place, SMU scores points. But I think after that, then it gets to the real stuff. You know, you get to the meat of the stuff. And um, but overall recruiting weekend, it's going to be phenomenal. It's going to be great. I know there's going to be a lot of people in Ireland. That's going to be crazy. Good luck with that ESPN. Get, get ready for a toxic environment. ESPN, just letting you know again, in case you guys forgot, because I don't think FSU fans forgot. So uh, get ready for it. 212 days until the season open, if you're counting, everybody. Our guy, Ralph, Hawaii, he's on it right now. Countdown is on. He says he'll see everybody in Ireland. So, um, yeah. Get ready, Kirk Herbstreet. Get ready. All right, that's a wrap, man. What's uh, going on over the PRB? I guess so. There's a junior day again this weekend. Yeah, they'll have a junior day. Yeah, have a junior day this weekend because I care about you guys. I'm going to give you some of the the guys that are expected there. Four star commit offensive lineman Solomon Thomas will be there. We mentioned four star defensive lineman Trent Wilson will be there. Uh, one interesting one that I think uh, that I'm going to follow is Chris McCorkle. He plays for Cardinal Newman or Carmel, Cardinal Mooney. I watched this kid in the state finals. Phenomenal. Great talent. I think he's going to be very impressive. And then you have a handful of very talented uh, receivers. I think one of the biggest ones is Derek Smith. He's a guy out of, uh, you know, the Georgia area. Could be Alabama. I'm not sure. Um, but he's in that area. He's one that they've targeted highly. He's a coveted prospect. So, We'll have all the coverage on that stuff. Um, certainly we'll have, you know, anything that portal related with Michigan, we'll certainly address that. And uh, we'll go over anything else that is due. And by the way, guys, uh, I know you've already seen the offensive hot board for 2025. We're going to release uh, the defensive side coming up soon. That's already done. I got it done for you guys even before I have to go. So I want to make sure that you guys saw it, but uh, that will definitely be coming up uh, from us, the 2025 hot board. Boom. Look at that. Who loves you? That guy does. <laughs> I would just hang out and done nothing all night. Tonight. I people what they want. Uh, Michael, we appreciate it. Will you hang out with us on Wake Up Board Chant for the Monday podcast, please? Absolutely, man. Absolutely. He's the man. Hit the thumbs up for Michael out here working for you folks real hard. Thanks for watching, everybody. Appreciate all your questions. Again, hit the thumbs up on the way out. He's Michael. I'm Aslan. Stay connected to WordChant.com. All the recruiting coverage all weekend long. PRB, do it.